1: I'm talking about. And that fruitfulness brings with it costs of living.
0: dense, in the business,
1: in the the family finances. Let me tell you something. I I registered businesses, but they could never make progress. And now I know why. It is because in my mind those businesses, every woman, it was about making some money to give when my husband refuses us to give money which we don't have. Because what I would do, I'd go behind his back, he pledges he says, we have pledged 300K. I'm like, wow, how can we pledge 300K? Ask the BMansies. No, no, no. Put one million. Then I go and we we'll make money with every woman. 700K to top up. That was the point of my business. I want new clothes top up. I want, that was the point. Is that, and so this man is trying to build a business. And he would keep telling me about Nomad. I would be so irritated. Well, now we have how much on the account. I'm sort of like, so what? Just give me some money. I don't care. Like, don't tell me about we invested where. In my mind, there was a disconnect. Why? I was a woman. And according to me, women did not overindulge in financial matters. That was not for the woman. Because what I saw modeled was the girl was at home. She took care of the family. She looked good. She took care of the home. And that's okay. But girls, ladies, and also the gentlemen, release the girl release the woman to be able to get involved in business because what we've seen and we share a little bit more about that is that now when i've switched on financially it's like there's just been an explosion in our finances because god made it that for both of them you are fruitful be fruitful multiply subdue and have dominion jeremy over to you
0: Wow. Well, so let's maybe t- just tell a little bit of our story um 2011 um, Kamara and I start Nomad, and I had been working a job, which was really paying me very well, but of course when you're starting a new business, you have to make sacrifices. And the sacrifice is not only made by the people in the business, but I think that the family actually bears a greater sacrifice That's as well. True. And so I remember being in a space where I didn't have enough money like I did before, and because I wasn't... I had just started understanding the whole thing of managing your money well. It's not like I had a stash of cash away to take us through that season. So I remember I could only come home with 800,000 shillings a month. That was it. And we were renting a house worth 800,000 shillings. Hala, SFFG, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So after tithe. So,
0: so if I tithed, I would not have enough money for rent. <laughs> if You understand? Yeah? If I didn't tithe, I would pay rent and be broke. Yeah. You understand? And that was the situation I was in. Now, lucky for me, B3 had a good job and when I made the decision to go into starting a business, we were really depending on her salary because she was earning a lot more than I was with benefits. So I was like, Fuchs, at least we'll be able to survive. And so many men find this very you know, irritating. Mm. How can I depend on my wife's income? But that was our story. Then I remember about 20, 2012, 2013, we moved out of that house because it wasn't very practical. And we moved into a smaller house whose ah. rent was 550,000 shillings. I'm giving you the details so you understand the picture. So finally, I could tithe and still pay rent.
1: What and, are you guys
0: we watching? And, and, and feel like a man. <laughs> feel like a man, you know what I mean? But the thing about this house is it had two rooms. The second room was really small, so we converted the garage into a bedroom.
1: Yeah.
0: And I remember talking to the landlady and requesting her for a long time to make a hole in the wall to make a window so that the girls could have... A window in their room, which was a garage.
1: I hated it.
0: So B3 hated the house. I didn't really like it so much, <laughs> but it was right next to Nomad, you know. <laughs> so I could work really late.
1: And walk home. And then walk
0: home. <laughs> like walk to work and walk home without save issues. Save on fuel. You know, save on fuel, save on many other things. But that really was our story. So what am I saying? Is that many times when you are starting a business, there are sacrifices you need to make for the dream. Together. And it's important for every person in the relationship, both the husband and the wife to understand what is this dream we are trying to build. Because sometimes you can actually have money, the business has money, and you're super broke at home. And the wife is like, how can we have no school fees? And you're here telling me this is the bank balance of Nomad. Go and draw the money and come and pay. Come and pay school fees. (laughs) They're like, no, I just can't do that. This is a business. We're trying to build something. And she's like, no way. Go and do this, you know, so it's important for you to know that you always have to make those sacrifices at the beginning of the story. The Bible says in Amos 3.3, how can two people walk together unless they agree?
1: Yeah, I remember uh, around that time, if you remember, because you started the business in 2011, and 2012, I was now convinced that I wanted to do every woman as, you know, a fashion business. I had done my course, I had, like a clientele had grown, and I was sort of fed up of I had worked for exactly two years, and, I, and I, now I was tired. And I, I remember we had a very painful conversation in the parking lot one of those days. I was weeping, telling him, I'm tired of this job, I hate it, I even feel it's time to quit. Rabbi Chi. And he told me, you cannot quit, because we don't have the money, to, to for you to be able to quit like how will we survive practically we cannot keep up because the job i had was paying me fuel for the car then they would give me car allowance and they would tell me whether you use it or not it's your money like don't bring it back so i would give you like 500k 600k car allowance 600k fuel then medical everyone was covered on medical then i had they were paying me quite lots of money plus bonuses plus, and i was like i'm quitting i remember jeremy walked away from me in the car I think it's the only time you've ever walked away from me because we tried to talk we talked and I was so unreasonable and in my head I was also thinking, you're the man, figure it out, I don't care, go get another job. Me, I don't want to work anymore. And you know what, he just stood up, locked the, the car, because he could lock and walk away and I, when I closed the door, it stays locked. And he entered the house and I'm looking at him like, like a song playing in my head. I'm walking away from the <laughs> troubles in my I was like, Craig this Daniel. man, I'm going to show him that I'm not happy for like, over well, how long? But, but the thing about sacrifices is that you have to have the big picture. I feel like had I had a bigger picture of what we were trying to build together, like when you think about the legacy you want for your children, is that in the beginning it can feel painful because now, Nomad is the biggest asset in our entire network. Like I'm, so, I'm so like, thank you so much, you're such a wise man. Like You made such good decisions. Oh my God. Thank you for not listening to me and all my pressure. But I tell you that if you don't have the picture of the future, you're looking... Because what was annoying for me, Jeremy, is that you're sending me these bank balance, and you're such an open man. So he's been there, Over oh, right now we have this... How many millions on the account? I'm sort of like, go and eat them. Don't tell me about your millions on the account. Me, I want, I, want, I want to move out of this house. Because you guys, when we would host our friends, they remember we had the fun in the sitting room. It was so hot to host just five people. So it's that there are some sacrifices you need to make in the beginning, but you have to have a clear picture of where you're headed because do two work together mm. unless they
0: are agreed. Okay, so we are talking about building a family legacy through business and the sacrifices you need to make. And the thing about B3 is that she always had these business ideas and these things that she wanted to do. And my immediate position was to really try and support her in some of these things. Yeah, and sometimes as a man, you feel like ah, you know what, just do your thing if it makes you happy, just do it. I don't really want to know what that is about, just do your thing. Oh, wow! If it works, let it work. <laughs> if it doesn't work, let, let it, you oh know. But oh, my it's, it's there. And, and actually, I've had some men they even invest in their wives' businesses and they call it it is a but love one. <laughs> so I've invested in your thing, you do it, put money that won't hurt you. Oh, my god, in the thing. The hey. <laughs> and, 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 and then you're not, re- and yet this idea actually could actually be a generational business. Yes. So for me, the experience has been, what can I contribute to that business? What can I help? How can I help you grow this thing and support you in that thing? And that's how Powerful Living came about, you know? So 2018, maybe you want to tell the story about James. So
1: 2018, uh Pastor Moze posts on a group how he posts in 2017, not 28, towards the end of 2017, how there's this opportunity with the John Maxwell team who wants to go. He's able to recommend that they are giving a discount. I am a newly, I'm a new mom with a baby, but I want to go. So I'm like, I'll take it. He says, okay. So we raise the money. He helps to, you know, give, they got like a huge discount. You're supposed to pay like $4,000. I think I paid like one five. So we pay for it. And i wanted to go in february but it was too early the baby was like six months old, so i mm-hmm. go in august that year of course what that meant is that the baby had just made one year and jeremy stayed home with the child i went away for two weeks i put in a i squeezed in a holiday there went blasted a bit did the certification and came back and in 2019 i really started coaching again in my mind i was just making some money i was not thinking business but i think what happened for us is that we stayed in growth environments because in worship harvest mm-hmm. you always Growing, being pushed, and then at that point is when we started doing the SFF, Straightforward Financial Growth Masterminds with Pastor Mose again. And he started um, talking about, you know, thinking long term about businesses. What I really ran some masterminds in the beginning, I tell you, I ran them for free for a while, then started charging like last year in 2019 towards the end, and then I, re- I remember redoing the mastermind. Because I felt like something needs to break in my head, I'm not getting this financial thing, you know. I don't get it, I don't, I, I, I get it in my head, but in my heart something has not clicked. So I remember asking Mose, can you allow me to do the mastermind with you again, sit in your class and see what happens. And that's where Powerful Living was born this year because I redid the mastermind this year. And one of the challenges we were given was work on your business as opposed to working in your business. Me, I was just doing the mastermind and I was seeing limitations, what can't be done, I'm one person. Ah, We'll see if I can increase them to three masterminds. So when I started to work on, to dream about the business, my God, it's like my mind exploded. Mm. And that's how Powerful Living was born. This year is when the company was registered. I started realizing we have products. We started doing masterminds for married women. Over what? Uh, A man on top. So now, before you know it, we are actually doing something together, but it's now a business. And I find that I take off time every week to work on the business as opposed to working in the business and it's growing. You're starting to think, how can we increase this and have a coaching community? But it came out of what we're really talking about is you have to pursue growth together as a couple. Because when you're not growing together, is that you, you're there thinking business. Sometimes you tell me, why don't you ever make this a business? I'm sort of like, no, I work in the church. I'll do some cutting on the side, but I don't think I can run two things at a go. And so the, the thing of giving each other room to grow together Um, because I did the GMT, and maybe you can also talk about because you also did it after that.
0: Yeah, we couldn't both go for GMT in 2018. So I went in 2019 and did the same course and it was very helpful for me because then it opened up my mind to this thing called coaching, which I didn't really understand at the time. And so as a result of that, I've also been able to do a little bit of some of the coaching, create some of the coaching products for the book Man on Top and for Married Men and things like that. And that has really helped us a lot along this journey. But what are we trying to say? Number one, in order for couples to thrive in business, the very first thing you need to do is to clarify the vision. Yes. Let both people in the marriage know that this is the vision. This is where we are going. This is what we are trying to build. It's a long journey. (laughs) All right? It is a long journey. It's not just a small thing on the side which you give extra time. It's a long journey. So you clarify the vision. Number two, you need to discover your strength. Discover the strengths of both the people and discover your passions. Yes. All right? What is B3's strength? How can that strength be harnessed to grow this business? What is my strength? Wow. (laughs) Coaching is your strength. Detail Is is your strength. Coaching
1: is your strength. talking talking. is my strength, it is true.
0: You know, so you discover your strengths and your passions and you harness them for the business. For a very long time, I was just seeing weaknesses in B3. Mm -hmm. It's what I was seeing, you know. I focused on the weaknesses and it's all I saw. And for me, it felt like, you know what, this one won't survive in business. Oh, wow.
1: You You've never told me this.
0: And and, and as a result of, of, of just changing yeah okay, he'd be telling me of course you can do it. yeah you on know side is like mm. but the thing is wow. when you change your perspective mm. from what are seemingly are the weaknesses in this person and focus on their strengths and you encourage those strengths mm. then people begin to actually thrive yes Recently, we started doing an SFFG mastermind for couples. And one of the things we did with them is to have what we call in church the I see in you conversation. And so we told them, go on a date night and sit together and start to say, I see in you. I see in you an ability to start a business of this kind and to grow it and to prosper. And these guys came back the next week very excited Mm. about this thing. They're like, actually my husband really sees in me an ability to start this kind of business and I can thrive in it. So some of those things begin to happen when you focus on the strengths rather than the weaknesses. Yeah. Then point number three, you need to make room for that baby to grow. It's like you have another baby in the home and you need to create room for that baby to grow. And that baby is a business. That baby needs time. That baby needs diapers. That baby needs to be invested money in. And sometimes for the many years you're investing, all you're getting back is brown stuff in a pamper. Without any money. And you invest and invest and invest until one day the baby says, Papa. And you're like, wow. (laughs) Then you can say go to the shops and buy you know and buy <laughs> buy something. And then and all of a sudden this baby, you know, starts to walk and go to the shops and bring this, and then they start cleaning the house, they bring you tea, and the business is beginning to grow because you took time to make room and make sacrifices, sacrifices. for the dream. So that's the third point. The fourth point pursue continuous growth. Together.
1: together I think we talked about that yeah. is that I think the thing about you and I is that we've been blessed to be in environments of growth together we've done the John Maxwell team certification together we've done the straightforward financial growth team certification together H-I. we we've done Harvest H-I. Institute together we've done Caris Bible College together we've done school school of ministry uh, not yet together but, but, but we've actually found that almost every area of growth, like also the spaces where we are being discipled under the same space. So you're reading the same books, you're getting the same challenges. And I find that couples where maybe the man is growing and the woman is not or the other way around, you're frustrated because you're communicating this and your person doesn't get it. Like, I don't understand what you're driving at. So if you like invest in growing Together. Like this straightforward financial growth for couples has been amazing for the couples. some of them. It's the first time They've talked about their family finances first time the first time they've been able to discuss gaps in their money together The first time they've been able to actually address issues of this is and also even the thing of strengths came up that Jeremy and I saw each other's uh, how we manage money. I am the I'm the one who gives a little bit more like when it comes to generosity That's my strength When it comes to saving and investment, that's his strength. I saw his as a weakness. I was like, this man is mean. I
0: also saw him as a weakness. And he saw me as a weakness. One time he told me, for you only
1: hear from the Lord about giving. (laughs) Does he ever talk to you about saving and investing? I'm sort of like, who needs to save and invest? The Lord shall provide. And I had scripture to back up all those bad manners. But you see, God blesses the works of your hands, what is in your basket, you know, what you've stored up in your savings and what you give. But if you see each other as it's a weakness, so now I handle all the giving things, and he handles the savings and investment. So I get all the money for saving and investment, I say, quarter, deal, and then even me, I am free to be generous and to give, and we feel like we are both thriving. So that also, you know, I think comes in, in terms of looking out for each other's strengths and just, you know, celebrating them as opposed to pointing at there's something wrong with you because you're different from each other.
0: hmm Yeah, so anyway... Um The other point we would like to emphasize, really, is be each other's cheerleader. Yes. Yeah, because sometimes your spouse just wants to hear you say, you know what, you're doing a good job.
1: I'm telling you.
0: You're really doing a good job. Or you do a very good job at At this, this. Mm -hmm. you know. You're a very good coach. You create very good um, strategies or very good tools for measuring personal growth or those things. And they just on, this person just wants to hear you actually voice those things. And sometimes you're looking and saying, hey, man, eh, but she's really good. Eh? And you're just and not you're saying quiet. it. You're just not saying it. But they like to hear it because you have to find a place of being each other's cheerleader. cheerleader. And that really, really helped us.
1: I think I'll tell you, for example... In the lockdown i started baking some of you saw me talking about it on social media jeremy's like wow like i bake almost every single day i would literally sneak out in the night and start baking at 2 a.m like it became a thing i actually like to bake like i enjoy it when people walk in i'm like i can bake something in one hour i can bake something like you live with it so it got so and then guess how i started it became a business how jeremy you have to sell this stuff, man. This stuff is so good. I'm like, oh, it's just for us to eat at home with our friends. Man, you have to sell this stuff. The next thing I knew, he created a design. And so I'm like, okay, the thing has been designed. He's like, give me money. We have labels. What? So you know what? Now I, I, I'm registering the thing. and starting to sell stuff because he kept telling me that he thought this was, of course, along with friends. But let me tell you, the voice of my spouse is stronger than the voice of the friends. Wow. Yes. It is at the end of the day so when you speak, when you tell the other person, don't, don't assume that they know, is what I want to say to couples, husbands and wives alike, tell the other person what you really feel like, look eh, like if you're Ari and you're married to Mose, you need to tell the man that I think you're so good at training businesses to work for them. Allah. Like even if he, he has had others, when you say it, I don't know, because you're so close you know the weaknesses, is in the congregation telling Mose it is true. So. Yeah, be each other's
0: cheerleaders. There's a scripture I want to read to emphasize that point. Proverbs 31, verse 28 to 29, if you could have it on the screen. Yeah. It says, her children... Now, this is about the Proverbs 31 woman, Ooh. yeah? That dope woman that every woman wants to be, yeah? Come on. You know that one, yeah? Mm. Now, in verse 28 and 29, it <laughs> says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. And it says, Her husband also, and he praises her, saying... Many daughters have done well, but you excel.
1: Oh, come on, tell them me. all.
0: It is true. But you excel mm. them all. Mm-hmm. And that's about being each other's cheerleader. So you have to find those things that your wife does well and really voice them every day because those words of affirmation are really good fuel for a person who is starting in business.
1: So one of the statements that Jeremy made, you know he's a very wise man, so last night he said this thing, I told him, write it down. It is true. Jeremy is very wise. He says incredible things in a very short time. So he says that marriage is not supposed to be a death sentence of individual dreams and passions, but rather an alignment of them. He said that marriage creates a partnership for two people to pursue their dreams together. When, when you meet this man or this woman, they have dreams, and some of them get even bigger and better. If you're going to leave a legacy, if you're going to build something for children's children, you must see each other as partners. You must see your, your union as a strengthener of your partnership. You must see what the other person has as... And sometimes, I like that her story is not that we have something which we are necessarily doing, like we are doing nomad together and we've built it. It's that there's powerful living, with now Jeremy is becoming a big part of. There's nomad... there are other things it is every woman there's you know home baked but at the end of the day we are building together towards a thing for generations as opposed to saying "Ah, you do your thing you do your thing don't talk to me and so you're sort of doing your own personal thing you are in a partnership and so I want to encourage you I want to close personally with the Proverbs 31 woman I want to talk to the ladies out there who think that the wife is just supposed to do nothing else but add value even the wife who chooses to make the sacrifice to stay home for a while and take care of the home because maybe your husband has a job that he troubles that's a sacrifice worth making but when that season ends arise child of god because you see what it says in Proverbs 31 10 to 31 who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain okay she does him good and not evil all the days of her life then listen to this woman she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Wives, okay? Works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. Can you imagine that picture? She brings her food from afar. She also arises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She guards herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Young women, arise. Take your place, okay? Take your place. You are not made to just be there and be a flower. God has put something on the inside of you. Pick it up and do it and add to being part of the good man who lives an inheritance for children's children.
0: Wow, thank you. In other words, she is an asset. Not a liability. Not a liability. To the man and to his family and to their household yes and to the young man what do i want to say i want to encourage you that you have ideas in your head there are things that god has given you that before god even gave you a woman he gave you work it's true get to work build those ideas but build them with longevity in mind yes it's not just a small thing for you to do on the side but it is something that god has given you it's a stewardship from god and he trusts you to build it for generations Mm. So find someone with whom you can build this thing for generations, with. so that when you are no longer here, it's not a case of, a case, a case. I have not had breakfast, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a case of, he has, he has died now, what, what has he left that we can divide and, and scatter in our different directions. But the children will say, we want to build his legacy. And even parents together, you need to disciple your children in that cause. Teach them about the businesses. Let them know what you are doing. Harness their gifts. Get them involved in the business. One of my closest friends in primary school, who was an Indian, today runs his father's business.
1: Yeah.
0: A construction company. Because from the time we were in primary school, he knew he was going to be a civil engineer. He knew it. And that's how you create generational businesses. So, really...
1: Yeah, build Thank together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Build together. I don't know. I sense in my heart there are children who have been asked to take over parents' businesses. Don't see it as if they are taking away your freedom. Mm. Some of you are like, may I have my think? thing? How about you build something for generations that we can look back and say, in Uganda, there's a multi-billion dollar company that was built for four generations. Don't despise what your parents have built. Instead, take it to the next level. Thank you, guys, so much for listening to us. Thank you.